Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we have a great malicious compliance story where OP charged someone over $1,000 for fuel. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, make sure his store is the first one you deliver. Consider it done. After I left active duty service, serving on board a ship, all I wanted to do is drive, so in 1999 I got a driving job delivering meat in Southern California. It was a tough job, dealing with traffic and my schedule was always tight with 16 to 20 deliveries each day to local markets. I was mostly given inner city routes with markets with limited space for mid-sized delivery trucks. One of my weekly stop was a small market owned and run by an Iraqi immigrant. I will call him Ali. Ali was always scheduled to be my fifth or sixth stop and would always complain to me why I would show up that late, after 9 a.m. each time. He said he wanted to the first one of the day. I told him I knew he opened each day after 8 a.m. each weekday and that I start my route at about 6.15 a.m. Plus, I don't schedule my route. If he wanted to make sure he was the first delivery of the day, he would have to call Steve, our delivery route supervisor. Ali, in fact, called Steve because the very next week I received special instructions that read, Make sure Ali's market is your first delivery of the day. I had my normal amount of stops that day, about 18, and I knew they all will be pushed back at least two hours because I knew Ali won't open until 8 a.m., and he will not open the rear door until an hour later. The rear door was for deliveries and trash bin access. I began driving at my usual time. I arrived at Ali's Market 15 minutes later. Ali's Market is closed. I had my orders. I will make sure Ali's Market is the first one of the day. I park and wait. 8 o'clock came and Ali shows up. He drives his old Benz around the back of my truck and parks and walks inside through the back door. I wait for him to open the front and he ignores me. He was busy pretending to supervise the cashier intentionally ignoring me, so I walk to the meat counter on the back. The guy tells me he was not allowed to take deliveries, that I had to wait for Mr. Alley. At this point, I could have gone to make two or three deliveries and then return, but I had my very specific order. As I was walking towards the front to exit the market, I grabbed a newspaper, paid for it, and then told Alley, who was just standing there looking at me, let me know when you are ready to take your order, you know where I parked. Ali didn't say a word. He was apparently taking revenge for all these years for his small city market not being the number one priority of a meat distributor who delivered beef, pork, chicken, cheese, and other refrigerated products from over 12 distribution points throughout the United States. Steve arrived to his desk right after 10 a.m. The first thing he saw on his computer screen was an alert of my truck sitting inert for four hours. He called me all in a rage, demanding I explain to him why my truck was sitting for all that time. I explained that I was following his order to make sure I deliver to Ali's market first. Steve hanged up and called Ali. Whatever Steve told Ali made Ali to get his Winnie butt out of his crappy little market and take delivery of his meat order, about 14 boxes of product if I recall correctly. 
I then began to rush through the rest of my stops, not wasting time at all, and at the end of my day I was the last driver back to the warehouse. I got an extra $80 on overtime because Ali cried for not being the first delivery of the day. I never returned to see Ali again. Apparently we dropped his Winnie butt as a customer. Our next story is leave the water jugs alone. Okay, I will. I don't know why I suddenly remembered this from 2018, but I did and it fits here. Anyway, back then I was waitressing to put a bit of money aside. Not in the US, it actually pays a living wage where I'm from. Restaurants are very often chaotic, but man, this one, I've never seen something quite like it. The owner would come in and tell the customers they were filthy to their faces, all the while ignoring the fact that there were rats and roaches crawling in the place. Anyways, so one day after we did diner service, things slowed down. And for the first time this day, I actually have time to go empty and clean my tables. I'm in the front of the outside sitting area, so I start taking some of the water jugs that are on the tables, intending to drop them by the bar as I go fetch my trail. Because, you know, an empty voyage is a wasted voyage in this kind of job. And the day manager sees me taking jugs in my hands, like three or four by hand to make the most of it. It didn't look like me being the pretend you're busy kind of lazy. And he goes red in the face and asks, what are you doing? We need to clean the tables so we can sit more people. Leave the water jugs alone and clean the tables. I start opening my mouth to say that that's what I'm doing. And that part of getting the tables clean is removing the stuff that's on it. And also that the barman just told me a few minutes ago that he was out of jugs so we couldn't refill people on water. He doesn't let me get a word in, scolds me for even trying to talk back, reiterates, leave the jugs alone and clean the table. So that's what I did. I cleaned every item on every table, but left the half-empty jugs on the tables. Half an hour later, I had heard three groups of potential customers pass on us because these tables look like there's still someone sitting there, or because, look, they can't even get their tables clean and they're barely half full, I don't want to eat here. That's the time it took for the day manager to realize we had no water jugs anymore to give to people. He was very pissed when I explained why, but he couldn't fire me for following directions. I quit the following week anyway. Man, I do not blame OP for leaving. Rats and cockroaches? How is that place still open? Our next story is, nothing you can do about stolen food. Okay. I saw a story of stolen food at work and reminded me of one of my husband's stories, so I decided to share it. Over 15 years ago, my husband was a nurse technician at a private hospital in a small town in Brazil. At the hospital, there was a constant problem of food being stolen from the employee's fridge. There were constant complaints, but the administration would just ignore them. One day, my husband brought a pot of cream cheese worth two reais, about 50 cents, put it in the fridge, and when his break came, he saw it missing. He went to HR to report the theft and they told him that since it was not hospital property, there was nothing they could do. My husband just said, is that so? Turn around and left. He went to the phone and called the cops asking them to come because there was a theft. He didn't tell them what was stolen. Now private hospitals in Brazil have a big thing about image, so when two cop cars arrived at the front of the hospital, everyone, from patients, employees, HR, and even the top administration came to see what was going on. One of the cops that arrived ended being one of my husband's uncles, so he just went straight to ask him what happened. My husband, with the most serious expression, just told him, loud enough for everyone to hear, that he wanted to make an official report that someone stole his 50-cent pot of cream cheese. There was a general silence before his uncle asked, Are you serious? 
If I knew this was about a 50-cent pot of cheese, we would not have come and would have told you to go to the station to make the report if you wanted. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My husband just answered with a smile. I know, that is why I did not say what was stolen and now you have to make the report, which he did. Obviously, the police wouldn't do anything about it, but because of the whole circus that my husband created, the next week the hospital installed a camera right in front of the employee's fridge and the food theft finally stopped. Imagine a long day at work, you finally get your lunch break. You open the door to the fridge and it's gone. I don't blame OP at all. Our next story is, I need to reread the manual, done. I posted this a long time back on a different sub under a throwaway, but I think it belongs here too. I used to work at Chipotle in 2016 during high school. I was about four months into working when another co-worker was transferred from her store in California to our store in Pennsylvania. Immediately, I didn't care for her. She was rude, annoying, and snobby. But I was just there to save for college, so I minded my own business. One day she had clocked out while I still had some time on my shift. She went to grab some food to take before heading home. It should be noted our policy in PA at the time was one free break meal and one 50% off meal per shift. She already got her free meal earlier, so I rang her up for her 50%. When I asked for payment, she looked annoyed and proceeded to tell me this in the most condescending tone I have ever heard. Honey, it's two free meals per shift, not one. You need to go back and read your training sheets so you can learn this. All right, fair enough. It was slow, so I had time. I told her to wait a second, and I went and got a copy of the training documents. I looked for the section outlining break details and pointed to it before asking her, Is this what you're referring to? There it said something to the effect of, Employees are entitled to one free break meal per shift per day and one 50% off meal per day. She looked dumbfounded and embarrassed, and then spouted something about the manual being outdated. Luckily, my manager was right behind me stocking the fridge and had had enough of the conversation as well. She turned around and said to both of us, No, she's right, and the manual is from this year. The policies are different in different states. I think you need to go back and read our training sheets because clearly you didn't do it well enough the first time. I couldn't help but smirk inside as my co-worker dug out payment for her food sheepishly. I didn't have a problem with her after that. Yes, I could have comped her if she really wasn't aware and hadn't been rude about it, but she was a jerk so I decided to be petty lol. If I remember correctly, the total cost was tilde $1.3 and some change. Our next story is a quarter tank. So a while ago I posted a story about IB nickeled and their nonsense. 
So let's go back a bit further now to another story from my first trucking job in my first six months as a trucker. The company I worked for was infamous because every new guy lasts about 90 days. This story is about that company and what got one of my managers fired, all because of a simple request to be fueled on a short haul load. This load was dog food coming over from Sparks, Nevada and dropping at a distribution hub in Sacramento, California. My last load had been dropped a couple days before and I'd been sitting there waiting because I'd requested home time. I lived in San Bernardino County, California at the time, so yeah. Already in a bad mood from that since it killed my vacation days I'd saved up from that time. Lots of stories from this company, but I'll move on since this story is about me getting my payback on the guy. So, I've been sitting for a couple days, it's late August, so it's been hot and I've been running my rig for AC at night. I finally get my dog food load and notice that it doesn't have a fuel stop. The pickup is in 30, so I shoot a message over the Qualcomm unit to ask for a fuel stop. Due to this being a short haul load, less than 200 miles, you will not be assigned fuel for this load. Cool, cool. My gauge is on 1-4, but I'm sure they know that, right? I shoot them that info just to be sure and get no response while I'm picking up my load and getting ready to leave. Finally, I call my manager. Note, it's been 10 years since then, so apologies for not having the conversation perfectly memorized. Hey boss, you know I'm heading into Cali, right? I asked. I need a fuel solution. You're good, dude. Just get this load done and we can get you fuel. He was, annoyingly as ever, ignoring my concerns. That's just it. I'm in Nevada at the moment. As soon as I get to California, the price will jump, I tried explaining. It's only $2.50 over here, but my uncle said it was nearly $5 in Sacramento right now. You just get rolling. I'll figure something out if it's really bad. Well, I tried, and I was feeling particularly mad after the fiasco with my home days, so I set off, doing some mental math. I was loaded pretty heavy and going over one of the more annoying passes in the US. If you've done Donner, you know, I get up to the top of the pass just fine, still a bit over 1.8 left. 200 gallons worth of tank, so 20 gallons at an expected 9 miles to the gallon on the downhill with Jake's at full. Let's do this. Sure enough, I roll down the mountain with just enough gas to get me to my drop on Sacramento's harbor, then have down to the yard just enough gas to get to the 49er truck stop, the only spot my company had for fuel at the time in the area. My engine cuts in and out as I pull into the island. My manager is on for another 5 minutes or so, so I give him a call. Hey, just got to the truck stop and my rig is running on fumes. Can I get some fuel? He was rushed and annoyed since he wanted to get home, just like I wanted at this point. I still didn't expect what I got. Yeah, just fill up. You're authorized for 220 gallons so you can get the reefer too if you have a trailer. And with that, he hung up. For those who don't know, August 2012 saw prices through most of California going back up to just over $1.4 a gallon. The 49 EER, who had somewhat of a monopoly because they were absolutely massive, and the only major brand out there from what I knew at the time, were charging $6.50 or so per gallon. I'd just been given carte blanche for a full tank. I still remember the gallons and price readout. 203.89 gallon, $1,309.55. Yep, $1,300 on a fill-up that normally cost about $400 on the extreme high end in the rest of the country. I went to bed, knowing there would be a storm of epic proportions the next day. I was 21, annoyed and fully willing to roll with whatever was coming because I was spiteful. Sure enough, I got a call from the night manager before the sun even came up. Arrow, what the freak is this fuel bill? Pull the Qualcomm messages and the call log from last night. 
I replied before hanging up and falling back asleep. In fairness, the prices of fuel nowadays isn't far off. How much is fuel in your area? Let me know in the comments below. And with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you can't get enough of malicious compliance, click the video to my left and if you want to watch my most recent video, click the video on my right. Hope you enjoyed the video and I will see you all soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.